3: WRKS Pickens Jackson. This is live from the Whiskey Sixty One Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. We're back. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Bob streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN One Hundred Five Point Nine. What is that? Take? The Zone.
2: And good morning. Welcome in out of bounds 105 the zone ESPN Blake do you have some freeze factor for us to uh to drop on the show that so that we can get into the right uh mind frame of work
4: especially the freeze
2: factor That was parish offered I guess that was years ago when we were interviewing him when Hugh Freeze was the head football coach for Ole Miss from 2012 through 16 but wasn't let go until the summer of 17. Damn, I think I have all that right. We're streaming live on the thezone1059.com. An unbelievable coach. Uh, again, his connectivity. I mean, there is something to that. You're trying to take young people who have – they're in a totally different stage in life. And bring them together uh, for a common cause uh, to get better, work together eventually execute and win games, whatever sport, football in this uh, space. And Hugh Freeze was a big winner in football, was a big winner in basketball. Really, he took back – I mean, this is what's happened. We talked about this starting – I started talking about it, you know, a decade ago. Um, you know, I, I – the quarterback became the point guard on the football field. I mean, to me – there, there was nothing better than playing point guard. You know, I may not have played it well, but I, had, I got to play a lot of it. It was awesome. Awesome. I can't imagine playing any other position. Um, You know, it, it, same thing on the football field. You took what you do in basketball, as did other coaches, Mike Leach. You know, we've talked about him. And he was like, all right, here's how we do it in basketball. And on any given possession, all five players can touch can touch the ball. And I can take some of these concepts and drop them and incorporate them into football, and it can work. I mean, Hugh Freeze, when he was making $18,000 a year as a high school basketball coach, um, had the ability to – transition into football and spread it out and understand, hey, man, the quarterback's my point guard. See, it wasn't always like that. We talk about 1985 football, outside of, like, Warren Moon, Dan Marino, Dan Fouts, Joe Montana. But you could go up and down the list of coaches who, you know, handcuffed their quarterback, played, you know, all they thought about was defense, and so on. Freeze was able to take the – the spreading out, creating space, chasing space like other coaches and take those concepts and incorporate them into his offense in football. And, man, when he was rolling, he's a lot like Kiffin in that his scripted plays are just nasty. By the way, Ole Miss plays at Auburn October 21st. Ole Miss at Auburn. That That's Ole Miss at Auburn. October 21st. Guess what the next weekend is next year? Mississippi State at Auburn.
1: (laughs) Get your popcorn ready.
2: All right. So in the span of seven days, our two Mississippi schools will play Hugh Freeze and Auburn on the plains, and you'll be underdogs in both games. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by the Ram Trucks and the Jeep Grand Cherokees and the unbelievable – selection and inventory of SUVs, pre-owned and new, and trucks at Mac Hike and Flowood. Mackhikeflowood.com. com. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. There's a freeze factor in Mississippi and in Alabama. And Hugh Freeze will be announced as the next football coach at Ole Miss in 55 minutes on the Plains in Auburn. At
1: Auburn. And, he said it all Miss.
2: Oh, sorry. At <laughs> Auburn. And they revoked his social media access. And, you know, John Cohen has, look, he's running this thing. And he has leverage over Hugh. Don't forget what Hugh Freeze is going to do before we go to the phones. The Farm Bureau insurance call-in lines lit up. Okay? Bundle your car and home. Save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Competitive rates save. You want to be doing that. So John Cohen has leverage with Hugh Freeze. He wasn't going to be able to control Lane Kiffin. Also, Hugh Freeze is not just going to embrace. He is going to hug and love and smooch on those traditions and rituals. He's He is collegiate, capitalized. Did anybody make... Ole Miss fans feel better than Hugh Freeze. He loved on them and he talked about the. I mean, how many times did he say love and family and Ole Miss and Hottie Toddy and the Grove and and the square and the town? Things that Ole Miss people have to hear. He is going to embrace and flat out jump in feet first to their traditions. On the Plains, in War Eagle Nation. And by the way, Auburn and Opelika have exploded. Woo, there's a ton of money down there. And they're an hour and a half from Atlanta. Going to win and win big. Question is, how big, Blake Scott? I'm your host, Bo Bounce. We're going to go to RRB. He's on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line. RRB, what's up?
4: Now that Auburn has made their hire, who do you think the big winner in all of this was? Auburn? I disagree. Okay. Jimmy
3: Sexton.
4: <laughs> no, now follow me here. Follow me here. I think he has been running this shoot. Now you think about this. Think of what Lane Kiffin was making before his contract extension. And think about what he freed signed at Liberty. Well, he's mm-hmm. going to get a cut of that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he played the cards and got Kiffin two, two-and-a-half million more a year, of which he's going to get a cut. He got Hugh Freeze about a million-and-a-half, million-and-three-quarters more, of which he's going to get a cut. So when if, if he lets Kiffin go to Auburn and the Ole Miss job is open, we don't know that Jimmy Stenickson would have had a card in that race to put a coach at Ole Miss to make money off of Ole Miss. Hmm. So by keeping Kiffin at Ole Miss and pushing Freeze in the Auburn, guess who got guess who got the biggest pay cut, pay raise, and all of this deal, and is the happiest man right now, Sexton.
2: Now, has all your coach has your coach uh, has your coach signed his contract?
4: Uh,
2: so far as I know. Okay. All right. I was just checking. Just a question. Uh, That was R.B. on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line. Bundle your car and home. Save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Competitive rates, you'll save. Go to favorates.com. Call your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent today. They'll take care of you and your family. Blake Mania with me. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. There's a freeze factor here uh, all over the SEC. In the SEC West In college football, it will lead the way all over. You're not going to be able to turn on anything today without hearing Hugh Freeze. It's basically the Freeze factor. You damn right it is. It is unbelievable. Offensive coach understands that it's all about scoring, scoring points. How can we score points, man? He 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 signed so many good offensive skill players at Ole Miss. I mean, it's insane. I know everybody thinks about Treadwell. Well, the best, the most talented was AJ Brown, but Treadwell, DK, but I mean even the Ataboios and the Cores and and, oh, I can't believe I Evan Ingram. Three star player from Georgia played like a five star. You're talking about a freak at the collegiate game. I mean and then he had he, he had running backs for days. They could do all sorts of things. And look what he did with Bo Wallace and Chad Kelly. Um, all right, David Johnson. Inside the Rebels, 930 on the Yingling Lager. Guest line.
4: It's basically the freeze...
2: Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
0: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world.
2: Good morning. Welcome in. Out of bounds. One hundred five nine. The zone. ESPN. Brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck RPT and RPT Commercial in Pearl. Uh, Rick's Pro Truck RPT Glugstad and Rick's Pro Truck RPT in. Did I just say Flowwood? Yeah, Flowwood Glugstad and so on. Rick's Pro Truck dot com. Blake Mania with me. I am your host, Bo Bounds. Talk of the town. We went from Lane Train to somewhere to Hugh Freeze to Auburn. Lane got offered nine million. You know, was he offered the job? You can get all into that. Bottom line is uh if he was, he said no. If he wasn't, he got a two, $2 million dollar raise a year. Um also Ole Miss ran it through their foundation to where they can make the uh the contract structured at eight years. It's four years state law. Um We'll see how that goes. You know what kind of precedent that sets um, going forward. And the one thing that the four-year state law uh, cap for contracts it saved millions of dollars because Mississippi State and Ole Miss have had to pay out um, Cutcliffe, um, Croom, Ogeron, Nut. Um, Moorhead and so on. So uh, they avoided freeze because they fired him with calls and Dan Mullen left to go to Florida. But, uh, you know, that here's the way I look at it. the first one of the two. If this becomes the trend, the first one of the two old Miss, Mississippi state, even with uh, the wealth boom within the two athletic departments and there's more money coming. A lot more, which is, which is good for our universities. They're, believe it or not, this whole thing, the last 20 years, especially 15-10, not only has it made sports more fun for y'all and their ability to reach and get more athletes across the board, but uh, it's made you better academically. And students want to come to your university. But the first one that has to drop let's not go crazy, like A and M is probably gonna have to do, you know, whatever that is. Eighty million. Maybe eventually he ends up at West Virginia. You know, maybe last week almost works against them. They think they got something going into next year. We'll see. There's talk that, you know, oh, Jimbo would go to West Virginia. They would offer him X, which would then lower A and M's buyout. I mean not by a ton, but 20 million, maybe from 80 to 60 or whatever. But the first school here to have to pay out about 30 million if this thing goes, if this becomes the new way, keep an eye on that and remember that I said that in 2022. I don't know when it could happen. 2024. You don't ever know when it could get out from under Lane or. Leach or, or whoever's the next guys are. They won't be here that long, but you're hoping they're here for a while. Um, but, man, that first time you have to pay, it, it, if both schools adopt this model in and, and these terms going forward of six to eight years, and Mike's making over $6 million a year, Leach, and Lane's making over $9 million a year, the first school to have to drop $30 million, $35 million. Then we'll see how cute and sweet and fun this is. Uh, that's a lot of cabbage. And that's a lot of dough. Even even when you start to get 90 to to $100 million from Disney slash ESPN for this new deal that kicks in in a year and a half, two years. Even when you start to receive that, man, you drop you drop 30 million, 35 million or 40 million on a coach because things get sideways? Then we'll see what we think about the model. Just remember, it it could be 3 years, it could be 6 years, it could be but it'll happen. Um and that could that could hit you even with all the new media rights money coming in. Blake, you see where I'm going here?
1: Absolutely one hundred percent. I you the thing that has helped you for State and Ole Miss is in reality, you've never needed to hire a coach where the eight year thing versus four year thing really hurt you. But now if you're gonna overpay moving forward, it's gonna put you in a in a position that financially you haven't had to deal with and you've still been behind the eight ball up
2: to this point. Yeah. Yeah. The first time somebody has to drop thirty or forty million
1: That's so much on, for State. And on Ole Miss. a
2: buyout. Yeah. Um, what is the largest to date in the SEC? Is it Malzahn at twenty-one? I need to think that through. What was Dan at seventeen?
1: What was Dan at Florida?
2: Twelve. He was he was north of twelve. Twelve to thirteen. Mullen got um. So so Malzahn. But see now, Gus. They've offset some of that, right, with his Central Florida. gig. Was he making at least four at Central Florida? So that counts against I think, run the numbers back toward what Auburn, but but the way it was structured 21 million. I can't remember how much he got and, or if he got all of it before he took the Central Florida job, but I do want to say that Gus's buyout is maybe the largest in the SEC to date. Jimbo will trump that eventually, but it is something to monitor. I don't understand why Nebraska thought they had to guarantee Matt Rule 90% of his contract. I mean, Matt Rule was dying to get back into coaching, even though he was hitting a big lick from Carolina. Now that will be – some of that buyout will be – lowered because of his salary in Nebraska. Um, Now, there's no doubt you have to guarantee a chunk of it, but I don't know. Something to think about.
1: Right now, Malzahn's is the biggest buyout paid out of the SEC at $21.5 million, but Brian Kelly, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban, and Kirby Smart all have similar contract clauses that essentially – Create buyout of time time remaining. So got all it. four of those guys got okay pseudo one hundred percent guaranteed contracts.
2: Okay. Okay. If, right.
1: if if for some reason Brian Kelly were to fall apart, they'd owe him ninety percent of time remaining if Kirby Smart were to fall apart, they'd owe him 100% of time remaining on contract. <laughs> 100%. So, so, like, if let's say Kirby Smart goes 0-12 next year. I know that's, like, a prop, But, like, let's say he goes 0-12 and they were going to get fired. They'd owe him, like, 80-something million, uh, $90 million. It's the same right. thing as Jimbo Fisher. It's just these other three guys aren't losing. Saban, uh, Smart, and obviously Kelly, brand new, aren't losing like Jimbo is. So Jimbo's is being ostracized for that contract. But in reality, it's the same contract that Saban... Smart and Brian Kelly
2: all have. There you go. Okay. Well, if and when it happens here at the tune of thirty to forty million for a football coach, which is much more difficult to win here than some of the other places we're Correct. referencing. Correct. Uh, just buckle up and and remember you know what you asked for, and 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 remember this: if you want to just take the lat in the two thousands when we really started trending towards a more modern. Collegiate athletics of uh, meteorites, streaming and all the games on T V and so on, and suites and club levels, even here. And both Mississippi State and Ole Miss need double what they have right now. Right? And while they're they're not cash strapped, but they're not considered rich, super rich. They are actually wealthy athletic departments, but there are ones that are a hundred and fifty, two hundred and two hundred and fifty million. Man oh man oh man if somebody has to drop forty million on a buyout, it's gonna get wild. And I wonder I wonder if Mike Leach will ask for an ex not just an extension, but more than four years after seeing what happened with Lane Train getting eight. We'll see. David Johnson coming up next. Inside the rebels. David Johnson Inside the Rebels, the latest out of Oxford. And D.J. will join us on the Yingling Lager guest line. You can find one at Bulldog Burger.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Uh, the Out of Bounds Show. 1059 The Zone ESPN. About to go to Oxford, Mississippi. Find out what's happening out of Ole Miss and Oxford and the football program. Uh, the show is brought to you by the state of the art, state of the art audio video systems. It's sound and communications, sound.com, AV.com. They do great work. Uh, Churches, businesses, Power 5, G5, junior colleges, arenas, football fields, baseball fields, you name it, soundcomab.com. We welcome in DJ David Johnson, Inside the Rebels, Inside the Rebels, 247 Sports. David joins us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Uh, David Johnson, has Lane Kiffin signed his contract, his new
3: contract yet? Yeah, as far as we know, he has not. Uh, There's been no official announcement by the university. So, uh, you know, we're left to assume that the contract has not been signed. But uh, I would imagine there are just T's being crossed and I's being dotted, things of that nature. Um, He will sign it. He will sign it soon.
2: Um,
3: How much...
2: How much equity did he lose in the fan base with what happened both on the field and off the last two weeks, David?
3: That's a great question. Um, You know, fans' memories are short. They're quick to forgive. Um, So the fact that he's staying, I I think gained him some of that equity back. But there's no doubt that, um, you know, the way they ended the season, Bo, with the the humiliating loss at Arkansas and then losing the Egg Bowl um, and three weeks of drama, it cost him some. There's no doubt about it. Um, I would think that uh, the honeymoon, per se, and it's kind of funny that a honeymoon lasted three years, but it's over. Um, You know, now it's about winning football games and building a program. And I
2: think that's what he's going to be judged upon. Yeah. Um, so what was, with with the Golden Egg game, like what what jumped out at you the most? What, when you left the stadium that night or the next morning, what did you say? Either I can't believe that happened, I'm surprised that What direction did you go after kind of digesting you know, was, the game?
3: Yeah, I, I was really surprised at how well the Mississippi State defensive front handled the Ole Miss ground game. Uh, the Rebels just never could get it going. I said going into the game that that was the key to the game. If Ole Miss could run the football and run it effectively, they would beat Mississippi State. They were unable to do that. And, uh, hats off to Mississippi State. Uh, they won that battle in the trenches and, uh, I think
2: that was the difference in the ball game. Yeah, I'd, I'd lost. ai would have lost a lot of money, David, if you and I would have been having lunch, and you would have said, or anybody would have said, you know, Will Rogers is going to have a really, really, really bad game, and Mississippi State is going to win on the road at Ole Miss. I would have, I would have said, you know, you're lying and you're crazy. Um, I thought Jackson Dart was really, really good, David, throughout the night. Now, I know, I know they made him uncomfortable, right? As you just mentioned that front, but man, I thought he threw. You know, it, it, the the thing that happened was Mississippi State defenders tackled in space and didn't let Ole Miss. Usually, Ole Miss catches balls and eventually breaks one for thirty, forty, fifty yards, and they just weren't able to do that. But I thought Dart was really good throughout the evening. What did you see?
3: Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought I thought it was probably his best performance of the year. I, I don't have stats in front of me, but I think he, he was like 30 for 38. And there were a couple of just major drops factored into that. Uh, that, you know, if those balls had been catches, maybe that was the 30- or 40-yard gain they were looking for. And – um You know, Jackson has really come a long way this year, and I think he is poised to be one of the SEC's better quarterbacks next season. Um, And, you know, I think that's the starting point around which Ole Miss builds upon.
2: Uh, Luke Altmaier's in the transfer portal. Are you hearing, like, where he's leaning or considering going?
3: You know, I think Luke will have some power five options out there, to be honest with you. Too. Uh, you know, he really never got a chance at Ole Miss, uh, you know, and and even during the quarterback battle that stretched into the season, you kind of got the vibe Jackson Tark was going to ultimately win that out. Uh, I commend him for staying and fighting for the job. But, uh, you know, Luke is a young kid. Um wasn't that much, you know, that, that far back that, you know, we were talking about a four-star quarterback coming out of high school with NFL potential. He still has all of that. So, you know, I don't know where he's going to end up. I hear a lot of people saying, well, he's going to end up at Southern Miss. I don't buy into that. I think Luke Altmyer is, is, a, is a better get than going to a Sun Belt conference school. I think uh, I think Altmaier will find himself at a power five program eventually.
2: I, th- I think so. I, I I think you're right. How many David Johnson inside the Rebels on the Out of Bounds show? You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. DJ joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. So Lane went heavy transfers last year, David hit on some missed on some that's fine that's gonna happen high school juco transfers whatever but do you think that he'll stay at that number that level of 17 plus or do you think they'll dial it back down and 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 end up in the eight to ten range how, how do you see the number going forward David
3: yeah I, I think they'll have to dial it back down you know you look at the guys of this high school class and I think they're gonna They're going to add three or four more high school guys. So, you know, that's going to put them up around 17, 18 high school signees. And, um, you know, there's not going to be the room to add 17. But you say that, and really and truly, Bo, in this age of NIL, you know, you can have a walk-on come in out of the transfer portal and – His NIL deal, take care of his school costs and all that. So, really and truly, I mean, mean, much like you saw with Dayton Wade this year, a walk-on at Ole Miss, ended up being one of their top wide receivers. Um, So, it's kind of hard to put a cap on things. Um, You know, I I think they need defensive linemen always. Uh, They need linebackers. They need defensive backs. They need tight ends. And they probably need to go into the portal and get a, a, a will, a good offensive line. Let me say that. A, a guy that could come in here and maybe step up, you know, and fill a role of a Nick Broker. Or if Jeremy James were to go to the NFL, uh, you have to replace both of those guys. So that would be tough. Uh, they do have a JUCO signee and Isaiahon Miller, but a lot of times with JUCO players, you know, you see, you have to give them eight or nine games before they ever fully acclimate to the speed of the game. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I think it's also interesting with the with the backup quarterback situation. Now that Altmaier is out of the equation officially, um, you know, Kincaid Dent came out on senior night at the Egg Bowl. So mm. what are his intentions? We don't know. And you may enter next season with Jackson Dart and his backup being true freshman Marcel Reed. So, you know, and that's a difficult proposition to go into the portal and find a, a good quarterback willing to come in and throw the clipboard behind Jackson Dart.
2: Right. Right. Uh DJ David Johnson, inside the rebels dot com two four seven sports. Um, they're loaded up. They're ready for the postseason. Recruiting is going to be insane, both high school and transfer portal, and retaining players, as David knows. Uh, it's just a, a, a we thought it was the wild, wild west five, seven, ten years ago, and and now yeah. it it's a whole another a whole another level. David Johnson on the Out of Bounds Show. David, how much do you think the Quinshawn Judkins NIL deal will will look like? What, what do you think the number will be?
3: Man, I hate to even speculate, but uh, whatever it is, he earned it this year. And, um, you know, I know they're working towards getting that done up right now. Um, I mean, he, he's going to come back and be touted as the best running back in the SEC. Um, one of the top five running backs in the country. And... You know, so whatever the amount ends up being, and I don't know that we'll ever know officially, um, it's money well spent on the part of the Grove Collective. I'll say that. Um, But, um, you know, I I don't think there's any doubt Quinshawn is going to stay a part of the Ole Miss Rebels. And, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. But good for Quinshawn Judkins.
2: Oh, yeah. What a talented dude. Who else do you think that's like currently on the team, David Johnson, that will will maybe not it won't be as big as Quinchon's, but will also uh call call to action that will need to be a, a pretty big NIL deal. Anybody anybody else jump out at you?
3: You know, I I would I would go and and <clears throat> just my instinct tell me, Jeremy Jane, um He's a kid that could get a favorable NFL draft review and could go to the NFL. I personally think Jeremy thinks he needs another year. He can put out better film. He played left tackle, right tackle, right guard, uh, and was just kind of moved all around this year. Um, and he has an NIL deal with the Grove Collective, but... You know, I think there's room for that NIL deal to grow. And mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss desperately needs Jeremy James to come back for another year.
2: What is the latest on Michael Trick, the tight end?
3: Yeah. Well, we know what Lane has said. He has been suspended from the program. Um, there are a million different ways to, to try to define that. But, um, you know, Trigg was really just a a disappointment this year. There's no other way of putting it. Um, We saw what he was capable of back in spring practice and back in fall camp. Everybody on this seat was talking about Michael Trigg. Look, he's going to be incredible. And um, he had some injuries throughout the year, obviously broke his collarbone, but um, he never showed us in the season what he did in fall camp and what he did uh, back during the spring. So, Mm. you know, I think the coaching staff is a little put out with him right now, obviously, Mm. with him being suspended from the program. And we'll just have to see what happens. But, um, you know, I I would say his future right now is probably very murky.
2: Yeah. Uh, How many high school signings do you expect uh, Lane and his staff to sign both in December and I guess maybe in February, a few more. But to, total between uh, the real signing period, as you know now, is in December. But total in the two signing periods, how many high school players do you expect Lane and the staff to to sign, David? I think
3: 16 to 18. That's what you're looking at. Um, now this is a staff that, you know, if they like you, they're going to take you. Doesn't matter if you're high school kid, or if you're a uh, transfer portal kid. Um, so, you know, that number could fluctuate a little bit, but right now I would say between 16 and 18.
2: Okay. Um, when you look at – do you expect – I mean, I thought Partridge did a good job. Um, you know, he seems like a, an up-and-coming young coach. Uh, he's developing into a good play caller. He's he's a good recruiter. Um, do you expect him to to stay at Ole
3: Miss? That's a good question. Um, I have no intel suggesting otherwise. Okay.
4: None. um All right.
3: I'll, I'll put it to you like that. Now, and, and look, I know some fans are displeased with how the defense played and. The fact they seem married to this three-man front, but Lane Kiffin's not going to let a fan base hire and fire coaches. Um, if if Lane thinks he's doing what needs to be done, and he will remain the defensive coordinator here. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's it's as simple as that.
2: Yeah. Uh, David Johnson on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, what do you think on the bowl? I, I know it's still a lot of stuff has to shake out, but if you, your best guess right now on Ole Miss's bowl game,
3: I think uh, I think Ole Miss is going to play in the state of Tennessee, either the Music City or the Liberty Bowl. I say mm-hmm. the Liberty Bowl because look, we know the SEC assigns these bowl games and. Ole Miss is a hop, skip, and a jump from Memphis. The fans will be there. And uh the Liberty Bowl knows that, too. And, you know, I think they're working hard behind the scenes to try to get Ole Miss to Memphis. But uh, I think the Music City Bowl would like to have them, too. So, Florida game, I doubt it. I'm thinking they play in Tennessee. It's going to be cold, wear a coat.
2: <laughs> I don't know what it is it about Liberty. Is. I know it. I mean, David, I don't know what it is about the Liberty Bowl in December, but it's the coldest dang place it's, I've, it's I've ever seen. It's on the
3: worst weather day of the year. It's oh. oh,
2: it's just excruciating. All right. Well, uh, I know you're going to be busy the next three weeks with recruiting and transfer oh, portal. Yeah. So yeah. inside the com. I mean, I can't imagine all the, and now we got a coach at, at Auburn who knows how to recruit. He He's going to, you know, he's going to be active in the transfer portal. And the SEC just got tougher, David, whether you like that guy or not, whoever that, whatever the fans think, the dude can coach football.
3: Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, Freeze that, uh, He's got this opportunity, and uh, I hope he makes the best of it. And, uh, you know, I, I think he will. Um, I expect to end up having a lot of old friends on that Auburn staff, and, you know, i wish them well. Um, you know, one thing with Freeze being at Auburn, though, you can also bet your bottom dollar he's going to be recruiting in Mississippi as well. So yes, even more so than what they were in the past. So, yes, you know, should be uh should be some good uh, pitched battles there, but uh, you know, I- I'm happy for you, Freeze.
2: We'll leave it there. InsideTheRebels.com, two four seven Sports. David Johnson joined us on the Yingling Lager guest line. David, uh, have a great week, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bo. David Johnson, Inside The Rebels. Dot com, the latest out of Oxford. So, um, you know, Lane Train, I just saw he started following a, an Oregon wide receiver. Um, he and his staff are, are locked in. Now, one thing I'll give Lane, when, when Tom Lugan Bill told me, um, when Lugan Bill sat down with Lane for an hour in, I don't remember, September, week two or three, and Lane, told him how they approached and tackled um, the portal I think I think Luganville was blown away like how many man hours they had dedicated not not necessarily Lane I mean he he understands where they're going what they want but in-house guys and assistant coaches how many hours they dedicated to the portal last year it's impressive they hit on some guys now they missed on well over a handful, um, and I think David's right. I, th- I think Lane's going to have to bring that number down. Uh, you could really get your roster in, in a bad spot. Now, look, you you want to hit on a Jackson Dart? That was awesome, Evans. There was some defensive players who really stepped up. Malik Heath had a good year. Um, but I see more eight to ten. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it goes big one more year, but you got to be careful. Um, whatever that number was, I can't remember, 17, 18 last year, maybe even up to 19. He and Lincoln Riley were on, like, a mission to try to beat each other on on transfers. I don't think that's how you can build your roster, but I think it can supplement and, and help you, you know, flip and do some things. I, I do want to see what Georgia Bama and LSU do. Um and we're still early, but going forward, how, how did their numbers look? Uh, of course, when they're when they're signing, the cream of the crop, the the best of the best, um, and they've already got, and you have a stacked roster, you know you can kind of pick and choose. We'll we'll go with a player two or three, and something else, Blake. I think to think about is Alabama. Um, if Bryce Young is the best quarterback in the country. And they lost two games and could have lost two more. Now, they could have won the two games they lost. So, I, you know, it's kind of a push. Still, 10 and 2 is like going 6 and 6 at Ole Miss and Mississippi State now. Fair or unfair, by the way? I mean, what's fair in SEC football? Um, if they don't flip out of Bryce Young with a big time transcendent playmaker, like Bryce, where does that leave Alabama? Because Georgia's winning with a, you know, talent-deficient quarterback. Just a guy who's solid. And they may go back-to-back with, you know, a walk-on quarterback winning. Probably hasn't ever happened that I know of. I mean, you think about that. Georgia... And again, I don't think they're great. They're just really good, and of course, really good on both lines of scrimmage. I think there was some opportunity there to get them this year. Um, people just didn't take advantage. I would have loved to have wa- I would have loved to have had an opportunity to see Alabama and Georgia play this year. Um, now I know it would depend on where the game is played. Athens or Tuscaloosa. I mean, neutral field would have been great. Um, You know, you like drop them in Nashville. You know, give me some of that. But if Bama doesn't have a star quarterback, I'm not saying they're going seven and five by any stretch, but if Bama doesn't flip out of Bryce Young and get a star quarterback, how's that going to look? It looks like Auburn got uh, Hugh Freeze on the cheap. Six years, six and a half million? It's a steal. It is a steal. I mean, he's going to beat Saban in his first year at home. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I I do. I I think that – I think Freeze will have an outstanding opportunity to beat um, Nick Saban in Auburn next year. I really do. Yeah, that game could have gotten a lot – I mean, Auburn, you know, they were were off, but – there were there were there were a few moments there to make that game closer on last Saturday, and that was with an interim coach and kind of the building burning down. Uh, the Out of Bounds show is brought to you by Burgers Blues and Barbecue Lunch today in Madison and Brandon. Smash a burger, some onion rings, and our blue plate, and and enjoy yourself. The show is also brought to you by Went Mcgee, the Mortgage Man, MortgageManMS.com, and.